This episode of Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation point is sponsored by Blue Bridge Games. For the games and gifts you won't find anywhere else, head to Grand Rapids, Michigan's friendliest local game store, Blue Bridge Games. Blue Bridge Games carries an extensive line of board games, card games, role-playing tabletop games, Magic the Gathering, and more. Stop into their storefront on East Fulton or shop with them online at bluebridgegames.com. You say you want to watch a drama. You say you want to watch a comedy. Well, you can watch it with your mama. Or you can watch it with your daddy. You'll even sit and watch it with your middle schooler. So you can come and talk around our water cooler. We're watching all day and all night. Couch Potatoes Unite. Whoa, whoa. Couch Potatoes Unite. Whoa. Welcome to a brand new Minnesota, the podcast entitled Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation point, which is based on a blog of the same name, because this podcast has grown just enough for us to think you might actually want to know a little bit about the team of tuber, I mean tubular, couch potatoes that make up Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation point! Foreshadowing! My name is Kylie and I love TV. If you feel the same, keep listening and or checking out our website, couchpotatoesunite.wordpress.com, as you're bound to find some common ground or something you like for at Couch Potatoes Unite. We're all about the wonders and the unique long-form storytelling of the small screen. CPU, exclamation point, hopes you've been following releases of brand new episodes of the podcast on Wednesdays, as well as new blog entries on some Tuesdays. And as always, we have several more new episodes on the way. Because the panels and I live lies behind our podcast, the episodes are published once per week. Subscribe to the website or podcast via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Amazon Music, basically wherever you get your podcasts, to stay on top of brand new episodes. Episodes already published discuss a variety of shows around the water cooler, including but not limited to Stranger Things, iZombie, The Good Place, Game of Thrones, Grace and Frankie, Mr. Robot, Riverdale, Altered Carbon, The Orville, Outlander, Westworld, Fuller House, Schitt's Creek, and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Plus new episodes are in the works, including revisits for Doctor Who, The Hundred, The Crown, Supernatural, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, This Is Us, Charmed, the American Horror Story franchise series panel, new name, we'll talk about season one of American Horror Stories, the DCTU series, We'll talk season four of Black Lightning. The Breaking Better series panel will discuss seasons one and two of Better Call Saul very soon, by the way. The Good Doctor Catching Up series will talk season two. And the Star Trek 50 Plus series will discuss season one of Deep Space Nine. We'll be launching new panels covering Call the Midwife, The Animaniacs, Killing Eve, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, American Gods, Grey's Anatomy, Cobra Kai, Peaky Blinders, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, A Discovery of Witches, and The Hauntings of Hill House and Bly Manor. And because we look back at shows now past, we'll travel through time and experience all sorts of identities with Quantum Leap. We'll thank the Golden Girls for being friends. We'll cry bazinga for Big Bang Theory. We'll dive deep into the fantasy world of the magicians. We'll navigate the witty political satire of Parks and Recreation. We'll become psychos for psych. We'll go where everybody knows your name with cheers. We hope you'll be listening when we talk about Frasier. And we'll know that's what she said when we talk about The Office from the UK and the USA. By the way, did you know that CPU also from time to time goes live? We've been live from bunkers, comedy shows, comic-cons, and game stores. Plus, we're planning more live appearances and other cool stuff, including in the semi-quarantine times. So make sure you like or follow us at our Facebook page, our Twitter at CPU Podcast, our Instagram at Couch Potatoes Unite, or subscribe to the website, our YouTube channel, our Apple iTunes channel, our Stitcher Radio channel. 
or find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. In the meantime, if you don't hear a show in this podcast format, fellow panels and I still write reviews, and we always seek new panelists. So if you have any interest in joining the discussion, say hello by finding us at any of the outlets I've mentioned. At the very least, stop by and leave us a thumbs up, comment, or review. We like feedback, and who knows, someday you could be part of these potato profiles, too. To that end, Chief Couch Potato and main moderator Kylie here, back again to continue one of our features on CPU. Our humble little podcast from Grand Rapids, Michigan, has been going for six years, and as always, we will be covering many more shows and introducing many more panels as time progresses. Yet have you ever wondered who the people are behind the first names and voices you hear on the podcast? Well, frequent panelist Sarah thought you might because she listens to lots of podcasts and enjoys hearing about the personalities behind those, and so she thought you might feel the same about the United Couch Potatoes. I guess it's pretty lucky, then, that today, as we continue our feature called On the Couch With, wherein you'll be learning a bit more about those of us here at Couch Potatoes Unite, we have our eighth panelist profile, who will feature our fourth most frequent and involved panelist and one of our moderator team, Spencer, the alleged token Brit or Limey, interviewing our seventh most involved panelist, currently, a soon-to-be member of our moderator team, and our resident comic book expert, Kyle, with some probing existential questions about his TV-watching tastes. Remember, the interviewees in this feature do not receive the questions in advance. It's mostly spontaneous chatterboxing on the couch full of TV watchers, and we hope you enjoy it. Here comes the interview. After all, every fairy tale needs a good old-fashioned villain. Hello, everybody. This is Spencer, your token limey of the Couch Potatoes Unite group, and I am here today virtually on the couch with Kyle with a few questions so we can all get to know him a little better. How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing great, Spencer. Good, good. Good to see you, even if it's uh, across the digital airways. So, first question I have for you today is, right now, there is a lot of stuff available on TV across many platforms. What are the two shows that you absolutely have to watch as they're released, and why? Well, the first one, obviously, that comes to mind, which you already know because we talked about it significantly at a wedding recently, Titans. To um, clarify, Kyle and I did not get married to each other. Yeah. <laughs> as romantic a setting as it was, Titans, which is like the perfect comic book adaptation. I recommend it to anybody. I have to watch it every Thursday before I leave for work. I don't want to risk any spoilers for it. It's so good. I ha- absolutely have to see it immediately. Everything about that show is great. You can tell they really care about the comic books and the fans versus something like the Arrowverse, which is crashing and burning. And then the other one, although it's been a long time since it's been on, is Better Call Saul, which is my favorite show. The pandemic kind of put that on hold, though, so I haven't seen it in like two years. But when it is on the air, and especially the new season, I, I absolutely have to see it as soon as I can. With with the final season, it's going to be like spoilers everywhere, so there's there's no way you can wait a day without watching it for something that big. Yeah, there's definitely shows like that where you just have to absorb them immediately. I, I think you're probably watching that as well, but Doom Patrol is, is the other one for me along the Titans. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just started watching that yesterday, so... And, you know, so I'm, I'm two episodes in and it is great, but it's still fresh for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a different like, show. Titans is a good way into the season and, like, I'm really, really hooked on that. Yeah, me too. No, I get that a lot. And then moving on to the next thing I want to ask you. Obviously, everybody that listens to our casts know that you are very much into comic books. And I know there's been a few shows over the course of the last probably seven years or so that we've been talking. Is there one show 
that you feel got cancelled way, way, way too early and you would do anything within your power to bring it back? Oh, yeah, that one's easy, Swamp Thing. I mean, I, I bring that up as often as I can. I try to get as many people as I can to watch the one season they did. It was just such a really well-done show and it would fit, and it fits so perfectly with, like, Titans and Doom Patrol. It feels like it's part of that world and part of that larger DC universe and it was so good and it just never got the chance it deserved. And I really yeah. wish they would revisit it. I really do. Because the cast was adding the atmosphere on that show. I mean, it was comic book by way of horror, which, I mean, for people like me, it's like the perfect marriage of the genres. And it, I was so crushed when they announced that it was canceled. I couldn't, I mean, they announced it was canceled after the first episode. Yeah, that's so, really harsh. Was that on DC streaming? Yeah, it was on streaming. It premiered the same time as Titans and Doom Patrol as the trilogy, but it got canceled before they moved them all to HBO Max. Had they waited a little bit, it would have got moved also. Mm, that's very unfortunate. I, I must admit, the only, my only recollection of Swamp Thing is probably the, the cheesy movie that had Heather Locklear in it many years ago. That's actually the second movie. There's one even oh. earlier 80s that's way cheesier. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure that that would be possible. All right. Now, Sarah asked me a question that I found intriguing, and I wanted to pull that forward and, and ask you the same one. If you were going to be stuck on a desert island for five years, and I may be putting a slight spin on this myself. If you're going to be stuck on a desert island for five years... What two TV shows would you take with you? They are the only entertainment you are going to have other than, you know, the occasional monkey or jumping fish. I would say and Sm why? I would say Smallville. Part of it's nostalgia. Part of it is, you know, it's the comic book realm that I'm obsessed with. But there's a lot of seasons of it. And in my opinion, they're all strong seasons. So I could rewatch that. I mean, I do rewatch it all the time. And then another one would probably be Mystery Science Theater 3000. Because essentially you get the best of both worlds, TV shows and movies. And, I can see that. And, and you'd have a lot of content because that show ran for, I think, 15 years. And every season has like 20 some episodes. So it goes back a long time. And that's a show I grew up watching with my dad, too. So if I was alone, I would feel like I wasn't alone watching that show. I have a lot of really good memories laughing at it with my dad. No, that's very cool. I, I watched Smallville as well, and I agree in great part that that was a great show. I was a little disappointed in the Doomsday incarnation in it, but that's probably for another discussion. As compared far as Mystery Science... Batman vs. Superman, the Smallville Doomsday was gold. The Batman vs. Superman <laughs> Doomsday was a giant cave troll from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. If you could be cast as a character in any TV show, and we're really going out into kind of the left field realm of things here where, you know, we consider to be brilliant actors ourselves. What character would you like to play? I mean, the character I like the most probably that I would want to be would probably be Samuel Beckett from Quantum Leap. I love that. He's such a good character all around. He's such a good person. That show really holds up. Like, I grew up with that show and he was kind of like, he was like a moral bar. To, you know, I, I held him in such high respect. Love that character. And also a lot of ways being socially awkward, I can I really relate to the him and that show of constantly being in these situations where you're just thrown in it and you have no idea what's going on and how these people live and interact, but you're just there. I absolutely love that character. I couldn't relate to him. I try to be as good as him in my everyday life. So yeah. No, I like that. That's a very good one. So your your wife is a huge Captain America fan, and you are a huge Daredevil fan. If they had to fight, who would win and why? They have fought, and Daredevil won. Took his shield from him. 
Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, pretty much it it comes down to the fact that people underestimate just what Daredevil can do with his powers. So Captain America, he's peak human condition, but Daredevil is beyond that. And then he can anticipate people's moves just by their heartbeats. And with Captain America, who has super soldier serum, his heartbeat is 10 times louder than anybody else's. It, it, It wasn't even, I mean, it was a quick fight over real quick and Daredevil pretty much embarrassed him. Do you think if they did this on the small screen as some sort of show that it would play out that way still? I would hope so. I I always hope for comic book accuracy. So I would like to see it play out exactly how it played out in the Daredevil comics. Granted, they, it was a Daredevil comic. So they were, they're always going to give the edge to him, but in the Marvel universe, Daredevil is pretty much the top martial artist in in that entire universe on planet earth. So pretty much he should trump anybody that's at human level performance, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's also smarter and not just some steroid rage freak. So that See, poking Hillary and she's not even here. I know, but she'll listen. It's good. All right, so if you could have a TV show that is centered around one villain, which villain would it be and why would it? Why would you want to see that one? Honestly, and yeah, yeah, because I'm a huge Daredevil fan, I, I want to say Kingpin, but it's not just that. I would, like, if just keep Vincent D'Onofrio and... He's so magnetic in that role. I could see him carrying his own show, even without powers or anything. Like if you had like a Godfather style show about his kingpin, I, I think mm. I, I would love every episode of it. It wouldn't even need to be this big budget spectacle like Loki, which is a good show. But he is just he's he's magnetic. He's so great, and I really hope that they continue with him in that role because he he's perfect casting. I wouldn't even have pictured that when I was a kid ever seeing because in the comics, he's very larger than life, kind of ridiculous, huge, bald man that you can't take seriously. But yeah, no, I, I, I love the, the incarnation that Vincent gave it. I thought it was fantastic. I, I agree with you. I think that would make a really compelling show. Moving on to something maybe a little lighter. What was the first TV show that you remember watching? Pretty much. Like I said, mystery science year 2000 It started I think the year I was born, maybe a year or two after that. And it's always been a part of my life. Like, I don't even remember when I started watching it. I would just remember every Saturdays, I'd watch my cartoons and then my dad would shuffle in half awake and put it on, at first, the Comedy Central channel is what it was on. And then it moved to sci-fi. But we did that like my entire life, all the way from, I don't know, I was a baby up until high school. I, I think it ended my senior year. So yeah, that was the earliest show and the longest show I ever watched. That's very cool that you've got that kind of connection to to something that, that, that brings back good memories for you. Not everybody gets that out of TV. So as we're uh, moving into MASH, actually, because I also don't, I, w- I always watch that with my parents too, but I think everybody in my age bracket did just because everyone was watching MASH. Oh, yeah. Yeah, MASH was fantastic. Being that we're coming into a new season of TV shows, is there anything that you're really excited to see that is this coming up very soon? Not necessarily a new season of Stranger Things, I can see that. Is there any new properties that people may not be aware of that you've seen advertised or read about? I always try to get people to watch. To there's a streaming app for horror fans called Shutter, and it's all horror, but it it's bankrolled by amc so they have a huge bankroll behind it and they have some really amazing original tv shows on there there's a creep show tv show based on the the anthology movies and the talent behind it's amazing but as far as i know other than me nobody i know is watching it or even knows it's there but they bring in so many great character episodes every episode has two stories lots of great classic actors from 
everything you can imagine. Greg Nicotero runs it, who started The Walking Dead. So it kind of has that feel to it. And it's just, it's such a great show. I mean, there's very funny episodes. There's very serious episodes. And I, I almost wish it was on another streaming service just so other people would would pick it up and watch it. It's so good. Yeah, it's cool. So any horror fans out there, that is something you should be looking up because I know firsthand how much Kyle loves horror and he is a connoisseur. So if he recommends it, you should be watching it too. I'm going to wrap it up here with one last question, Kyle. I know you are a massive Halloween nerd. So the question is trick or treat. <laughs> I would say trick. I'm, I'm in it for the scares and the fun. Excellent. Well, Kyle, thank you very much for chatting with me. I hope that the questions were too challenging and that Hillary isn't too mad at me. She'll, she'll always find a reason to be mad at you, as long as you keep yeah. picking at the captain. Yeah, well, you know, he's an easy target. He's got that big circular thing that looks like a, got a big old bullseye in the middle of it. Everybody should shoot him. <laughs> I kid. All right. That was really fun. I'm glad we could have this chat and look forward to getting together for a podcast in person again soon. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Spencer. Hey, no problem. And with that, dear fellow listeners and enjoyers and purveyors of all TV, that was Kyle. In our next On the Couch With feature, Kyle returns as interviewer to pose questions to our eighth, currently, though it might change, most frequent and involved panelists, as well as one of our resident gravitators toward the wacky and weird, Kels. So until next time, until next episode, new episodes are published every Wednesday. Keep listening, keep watching, stay tuned! Bye-bye!